0: Bipolar kids, two words that until recently weren't used together. Our guest today says it's more common than we think, and we should be diagnosing more cases in order to help both the children and their parents. You're listening to ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinicians Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Rosalie Greenberg, no relation, but a board-certified child and adult psychiatrist and assistant professor of clinical psychiatry at Columbia University. Welcome, Rosalie.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. First of all, take a second to tell us about yourself and your practice.
1: Mainly, my practice is psychopharmacology. And most of the kids I see are bipolar children, kids that I diagnose myself or kids that have seen a variety of other people and have had problems in terms of reactions, diagnoses, whatever. But I must say that every child that I see is involved with a therapist because I don't believe medication is a cure-all in any way, shape, or form. And I love to teach. I teach to the general public as well as sometimes with my appointment at Columbia. And it's The more people that know about the problems kids have, the better off all of us will be.
0: Absolutely. Now, let's mention, before we get too far along, the name of your book is Bipolar Kids, Helping Your Child Find Calm in the Mood Storm. Who's the target audience for this book, physicians, parents, or both?
1: It's really both. The way it's written seems somewhat simplistic. And yet, hopefully, I've been able to make something that's really complex seem simplistic, but it's not. Mainly, I would say, for parents, but I think professionals. It also teaches them more about the nuances that children who have bipolar disorder show, as well as certain symptoms or constellations of difficulties that you see in the families. So for a pediatrician who is really the front-line person, you're going to have lots of mothers come in and, and explain how this child never outgrew the terrible twos. That doesn't mean he's bipolar, Hopefully, this will give more questions, more information and questions to ask to help elucidate more about what's going on with the child.
0: Right. Now, you suggest in the beginning of the book that a lot of these kids have been misdiagnosed. And why? Did we think that bipolar disorder was reserved for adults only, or were we just missing something here?
1: Well, I think initially in the 1960s, there was a study done that looked at children to see if they met the adult criteria for bipolar disorder. Well, because it was very strict and just using what we use in adults, it seemed that it was a very rare phenomenon. As time has gone on, we've discovered that actually if you take the criteria but make developmental modifications, it's a lot more common than we ever realized. Clearly, everybody knows about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, but not as many people know about bipolar disorder in children. So it's the old Yogi Berra. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't see it.
0: We throw the terms around, and we have lots of listeners from different fields. I'm a dermatologist myself, for instance. So can you give us a short definition of bipolar disorder and a case example or two so we know exactly what we're talking about in children?
1: Sure. Bipolar disorder is basically a mood disorder in which the individual experiences highs, mania, or hypomania, which is a little bit of a high, and... Typically, also times of depression. Now, associated with these mood changes are changes in energy, energy level, behavior, the way the person's thinking, and their speech. Changes in sleep, too. Now, adults, and I'll focus on the mania because that's really the thing to say somebody's bipolar. They have to have the up. They have to have hypomania or mania. During the manic state, typically, the mood is elevated, and but to make the diagnosis an adult, it has to last at least a week or they have to be hospitalized. And actually, for some adults, they may also have irritability or instead of it, much more angry and irritable because people aren't listening to them and what's the problem with these people? They're saying such important things. With the disorder, you will also get inflated self-esteem or grandiosity which an adult is, you know, feeling that the guy in the mail room knows better than the CEO, even though he's just worked there two weeks. A decreased need for sleep. They may, you know, just need three hours and are on the go. They're more talkative. Their mind's busy. Their mind's going fast. They're very distractible. And if they get a goal, they are focused and they're going to do it. And part of what can happen then is they may get themselves involved in pleasurable activities without thinking of the consequences, like an adult that might be gambling, or going out and buying a new car for thirty thousand dollars when you don't really have it, or having multiple affairs. But again, each one of these behaviors per se behaviors people have, but the constellation and having enough of them makes a diagnosis.
0: If you've just joined us, you're listening to Reach MDXM one fifty seven, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and my guest today is Dr. Rosalie Greenberg, no relationship, a psychiatrist, and we're discussing bipolar disorder in children and how it's so often misdiagnosed. All right, in diagnosing, one of the things in your book that I love, you said listen to the words, not just the music, with these children. Tell us more about what you mean by that.
1: Okay. Well, I think kids are much smarter and much more aware than grown-ups give them credit for. I really do. And that comes to that issue about how do you make the diagnosis in kids. And a lot of it has to do with listening. Unlike adults, the kids are much more likely to be irritable as opposed to that euphoria, that elevation. And even if you look at that symptom of grandiosity, well, I told you what it's like in an adult. Well, in a kid, grandiosity is being equal to the adult. So I have had first graders ask the principal what makes him think he's right, which most first graders usually don't do. Or I've had a child explain to his mother that the dictionary was spelled Apple wrong because the child knows better. You know, you're not the boss of me. These kids, their sleep is off, they may need less sleep. They look very much like kids with uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder because they're very distractible. Their mind is busy. It's going. They're full of ideas. And so they may be more talkative. And it's almost like they have this pressure to keep talking and they can even talk fast enough that you don't even understand what they're saying. The, what do you call the excessive involvement in pleasurable activities. I had one girl the other day. She came home with another kid's pencil that was one of these Barbie pencils. She told her mother it was given to her. It wasn't given to her. She took it, and when confronted and discussed, she took it because she wanted it. And so that impulsivity is there, that Absence of that boundary. When the kid's feeling well, the kid knows better to take things from somebody else. But when their mood is more up, they're more entitled. I want it. I got it. It's mine.
0: I can see where this behavior could just be misinterpreted a lot of times as well. This child just has a smart mouth, or well, they just did this. Where where I'm suddenly you're you're starting to explain that you have to look at the patterns of, of their whole behavior and start to diagnose these kids.
1: Absolutely, because any one of these symptoms to me is a fever. And we know that fever can be, you know, encephalitis or maybe you hurt your finger and you got a little infection there.
0: Right. Now, there was an article from Newsweek magazine, and and we had already spoken about it, where they talked about a terrible situation about a young boy. And they, they painted like the worst possible picture here. You say in one of your chapters, however, that bipolar kids shine and we should look at the positive. Tell us about that. And you've also mentioned that bipolar disorder may be linked to some of history's genius figures. You
1: know, it's like autism. When TV would initially show autism and still to some degree, they show the child who is mentally retarded, is rocking, barely communicating, seriously handicapped. And clearly, we've got so many Asperger syndrome kids and autistic spectrum, that that really does them a major disservice because they need help. And I think with the article in Newsweek, it's sad, and that story is true for some kids. But not every bipolar child is that ill, that intractable. It's like blood pressure. You can have real high blood pressure, and it's just a medical emergency. Or you can have some blood pressure where, okay, lose some weight, you know, cut out the salts in your diet, blah, blah, blah. And you're fine. I'm not saying the bipolar can be cured by the right diet or anything so simplistic, but I am saying that it is on a continuum, so that you can have a child that goes around the house, gets mad, picks up a knife, or tries to sit on their younger sibling or choke them, but you can also have a child that is just angry and irritable and cursing you, and nothing is right. They're upset about everything, and they're bossy, and they make living with them a nightmare. And what complicates this is very typically in my practice, but not always, that the bipolar child is fine at school, an angel. The teachers, you know, parents have the teachers' conference, and the teacher said, "I'll tell you, he is so sweet. I wish everybody was like him." And then at home, the kid's a horror. Now, when these kids' moods are fine, and that's what I talk about in that chapter in the book. They're some of the most sweetest, most creative, terrific kids. I mean, I had one show me a movie today that he had made. It's wonderful, the Transformers. I love it. And in history, well, Winston Churchill was bipolar. We suspect Isaac Newton was, as well as Beethoven and Abraham Lincoln. Now, what happens is with these other people... Look, for every diagnosis, you know, everybody now, the great ones in history had ADHD, the great ones had this, they had that, and so it's speculation. But the truth is, even Winston Churchill, if you go look at his early history, in his eight-year-old report card, which I found online in the Churchill archives, he actually finished 13 out of 13th in the class. Okay, He did the poorest. His composition was feeble. And a bunch of comments like that. And this is the guy who went on to win the Nobel Prize for Literature.
0: Didn't Albert Einstein have trouble in math in fourth grade or something?
1: He was a clerk or whatever, and he couldn't pass the test or get promoted, which is absurd because this is a man who came up with the major theories that govern our world. So the kids I see, they have spunk. They have spirits. And when they're not out of control, they are amazing I have one kid, he's autistic and bipolar. He's like the greatest drummer. He just started lessons, and he just, by ear, he can just do that. That is his area of giftedness. Well, I have another one. She is 13, and she is having a poem published in some literary magazine. These kids are amazing. But what happens is you get so caught up in all the things that are going on that are making life havoc for the family and for the child, that all these other things are missed or unable to really... Come out.
0: Rosalie Greenberg, thanks for being our guest today and discussing bipolar disorder in children. And for your book, Bipolar Kids, that offers guidance, insight, and most important hope to parents with children who are affected by this serious problem. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinicians Roundtable on Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Reach MDXM is here for you the health professionals who care for your patients. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at reachmd.com. With our on-demand and podcast features, will allow you to access our entire program library. Register on the website and enter promo code radio for six months of free podcasts. And we thank you for listening.